0: Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear.
1: Hello everyone, and thanks for joining us here on the Next Level Brands Podcast. We're brought to you today by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses, workshops, and webinars, for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you're an early stage startup or still in ideation, then the Launch Pan course was designed for you. All the basics and more, saving you tons of time and thousands of dollars in launching your growing food, beverage, or small goods business. More details at KitchenToShelf.com. That's Kitchen, the number two shelf.com. What you need to know to grow. This is Steve Clear, and I'm very excited today to have as my guest Lauren Brill, the founder and CEO of Sweet Lawrence. Sweet Lawrence is a food company that is redefining what it means to be delicious, clean, and convenient. Sweet Lawrence ranked number 114 in the 2019 Inc. 500 fastest growing privately owned companies in America. And Sweet Lawrence is the number one natural cookie dough brand in the market and number three in the U.S., offering products from simple, non GMO, gluten free, and plant based ingredients. After beating cancer after college, Lauren made it her mission to eliminate processed foods from her diet, and when she couldn't find great-tasting cookies made from clean ingredients, she set out to make her owns, and that led her to create Sweet Lauren's. Welcome to the podcast, Lauren.
0: Thank you so much for having
1: me. So, like a number of people who are in this aspect of the food business, your your product and the creation of that came from a personal health challenge. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
0: Sure. So yeah, I started Sweet Lauren's really out of um, a personal need and a personal challenge. And I turned it into a business when I saw that I wasn't crazy. I wasn't the only one who wanted something like this, that this actually fit a much bigger need and problem that we have in the food industry in general. So I started Sweet Lauren's, um, really the idea for it when I was um, young, when I just graduated college. I went to USC in LA for college. And right after I graduated at the age of 22, I was diagnosed with cancer. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma yeah. and thankfully um, was cured. But, you know, it took about a year to figure out what the problem was and then go through treatment. And so, I um, basically during that time, instead of kind of just being depressed and um, have like had nothing going on, I try to distract myself with, you know, as many positive things as possible and keep myself as healthy as possible. And my doctor didn't really talk about food as part of the new or nutrition or even really working out as part of like this holistic health um, right. It was really about the medicine. And so I was so appreciative he knew what to do for the medicine. Was so grateful um, that, you know, there's a cure that could work. But I knew that I needed to do everything else as well to stay mentally and physically fit to fight it. And so I started to study nutrition and I started to take cooking classes um, on the days that I didn't have treatment. And I found that it was actually like fun and quite easy to make delicious meals like there's just so many great vegetables and proteins and grains sure. out there and and I just focus on using whole food ingredients but dessert like I just have such a sweet tooth <laughs> and dessert with this one area that I was so frustrated with because you know I just needed a little treat at the end of the day and um and kind of balanced it, help making like the rest of the meal is really healthy if I could just have something to kind of indulge and treat myself with but that actually tasted delicious and was made of good ingredients and so I was just so frustrated with you know most of the traditional conventional recipes or you know white flour white sugar butter um, and I just never felt good eating anything that was kind of highly refined right. or any packaged food you know that had chemicals or preservatives or corn syrup or artificial colors or flavors and I just started you know once you start really studying nutrition and feeling the effects of eating really naturally um anything that's junk food or really processed is just not even appetizing because like I just know my body doesn't even like it and I don't get energy from it I get this like sugar high sugar crash or I feel foggy. Um, and you know, my number one goal became like, how do I protect myself? How do I make myself happy and healthy and eat delicious food, but also make sure, you know, I'm eating as like nutritiously dense food as possible. So, um, so out of that, like frustration, I said, I'm, I'm the one who that should be able to invent, (laughs) then like recreate my favorite food. I love chocolate chip cookies. I love, you know, the idea of cookie dough because, there's nothing better than a warm cookie and there's also nothing better than eating the cookie dough raw. Um, you know, and so that's where I just was like, okay, I'm gonna, um, I'm going to figure this out. And I just kept tweaking, kept tweaking, kept playing with different types of flours and oils and ingredients and understanding, um, you know, baking is such chemistry, just understanding, um, as a home cook, you know, not a scientist. Understanding, you know, just how they these different ingredients work with each other, how they taste, how they look. And um, after several tries, um, you know, finally friends and family were like, This is so delicious. Like, I really can taste the difference. You know, I want this. Can I buy some from you? And, you know, after hearing that several and several times, I was like, Man, I'm not the only one who wants a healthy recess by their sweet tooth. Like, everyone I meet is looking for something like this. And so, um, Thankfully I was totally cured and um, you know, I tried to enter the workforce, you know, I tried to be normal and get a job and I jumped around a little bit and that's when I just realized after a couple of years trying to work for someone else that I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I looked at life very differently, like it's is so right. precious. I had all these recipes that were my creations that made people so happy. Um, and I started to the food industry and just got so frustrated and kind of disgusted that most of packaged food out there is owned by only a couple huge companies that run most of the packaged food in our world. And, um, you know, and I don't love their practices. I don't love their ingredients. Like, um, so that's when I was like, I need to create a brand that I personally would want to buy in the supermarket by the time I have kids, that I honestly would feel great feeding my kids. And that, you know, really matches you know, what I'm looking for, which is like delicious taste and an authentic story and really great fun products that make it easy for me um, to eat or make at home because we're all short on time.
1: Yeah. And, and they taste good. That's
0: how Sweet Lauren started. Yeah. Taste (laughs) is number one. If it doesn't taste delicious, what are you doing? Especially in a treat, you know?
1: So, so you have in, in your own kitchen, obviously you've got your recipes and, and you nailed down a, a couple of flavors. Um, how do you go from kitchen? Did you think, okay, I'm going to go to coffee shops. I'm going to go to stores. What was your next step?
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. Yeah. It's, it really um, took many steps, but actually my first, my first customer was this company that made healthy food for charter schools in New York city. Okay. And so he hired me and said, this is great. Like I want um i wouldn't normally serve dessert to kids but i love that everything we do is whole grain and you know dairy free and just really natural like they they all need some sort of treat so i started making um kind of recipes in bulk for him and um and so that was my first customer and then i took a business writing course and um started to really think about what sweet laurens should be like should we be a food service business should we be you know, a CPG consumer packaged goods, you know, company focused on retail products. Should we be um, a right. bakery? You know, I looked at all the different ways. What type of product should we launch with? And um, after like all my studying, I really realized that cookie dough was just this um, untapped category there. You know, cookie dough is, is a you know, a nice size, it's a half a billion dollar category in supermarkets. Um, it's even bigger in food service, but it's really, run by only, you know, a couple big companies and they don't offer something that really stands for clean on GMO or really, you know, something that I could get behind. And so um, that's where I saw the white space. That's what I saw most consumers loving. And so got a meeting with Whole Foods and um, Uh they were the first supermarket to bring me in. And, you know, I really had no idea what this industry was about. I had no idea how hard it was. I had no idea um, just... How complicated food manufacturing is! I had no friends in the industry. My family's not in it, <laughs> but um, I think it, it actually combines all the things that I'm personally really interested in, and it all. I'm also just so passionate about um, healthy, delicious food and building a brand that people can count on. That no matter what obstacle I overcame, and I overcame, and we still overcome obstacles, but I overcame so many obstacles just trying to find product market fit. And, um, you know, I kept kind of jumping to different factories, changing our packaging and our recipe um, to continually improve the product to get it to where it is today. So um, I just jumped in and learned as I went. And, um, you know, the thing I love, it, you know, it just it combines – food, with, you know, making, you know, really making a, ma- a major impact on an industry. It reaches millions of people. Um, it's advertising, it's psychology. It's, uh, just, it combines all the all things those. that I, I think I'm really passionate about.
1: All those good things combined. Um, for because we, we, we have a show for fellow entrepreneurs and most of which are in food or in small package goods. Um, Talk to us a little bit about production from the standpoint of when did you realize you had to have a co-packer, and how'd you go about finding one?
0: So uh, when I got into Whole Foods, I they were like, "How soon can you get us the product?" And I really didn't have a product yet. I mean, I had I went I, you know the samples I brought them were pro- you know samples I made in my my mom's kitchen. So the second they kind of placed in order for cookie dough, I I told them it would take me a month because I really thought, you know, in a in my mind, in a month, I could figure out the sure. factory and packaging. And, of course, it took about seven months. But um, I just started Googling and talking to people, getting introduced to people. And really, all I needed to do was find a factory as close by as possible that was easy for me to get to on the East Coast. And that could make me, you know the smallest quantity possible. Cause I really was just trying this out, you know, we <laughs> right. weren't going nationwide tomorrow. I just wanted to make sure it worked. And so found a factory, they'd never done cookie dough, but they could do cookie dough. And I um, took a three and a half hour bus ride, you know, up to them in upstate New York and, and uh, you know, just worked on scaling a recipe and designing packaging and learning all of the, you know, food laws and regulations and, finally got into Whole Foods and I was, you know, the person that demoed the product as well. And, um, it was, it was definitely challenging and hard to figure out, you know, how to run all aspects of the business. But at the same time, it was unbelievable learning. It was like gold, you know, because I was the one who was sampling this to people in Whole Foods and I was the one who was hearing feedback. You know, sure. what oh, flavors absolutely. did they want? What well, yep. you know, what were the issues with it? The, they couldn't tell what flavor it was. They wanted, you know, a bigger size, they wanted different flavors, they wanted different ingredients, whatever it was, I just took it as like unbelievable, you know, feedback and I just kept working on the product. And and then thankfully the universe really supported Sweet Lawrence from the beginning. So I won a contest called the Next Big Small Brand for Food. Um, that was based in new york and then i got a lot of press from that and marie claire did a spread on me as top entrepreneur and i got on this today show and you know i just started to really all of a sudden really hear from people nationally um because of that exposure and and that's when i realized this wasn't just even new york in my own backyard that wanted a product like this like there were people across the country that were starving for healthier ways, and they wanted gluten free, they wanted plant based, they wanted nut free, and I just I kept refining the product and basically switched from you know one factory to another factory, kept growing, kept tweaking the product, and we're now at our fourth factory, and our product is now um, really so delicious, made of really simple um, great ingredients. But, you know, our call-outs are that we're non-GMO, we're gluten-free certified, we're plant-based, we're vegan certified, we're dairy-free, we're peanut and tree nut free, uh, we're kosher parv. So we we just check off so many boxes that... um, you know, we've just tried to feed as many people as possible that weren't happy with the options that were on the shelf, and the response has been unbelievable.
1: And for folks who may not have seen the product or tried it, we also want to let you know you can get more information at www.sweetlaurens.com, and that's S-W-E-E-T-L-O-R-E-N-S. Um We just talked about production um lauren let's the other side of a business of course always is 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 funding capital um going retail which you decided to do is is admittedly expensive um how did you handle fundraising and and getting the capital to do this
0: yeah so i started the company really bootstrapped myself i just worked around the clock and really learned about every aspect of the business and um and then I got us into all Publix and all Kroger supermarkets on, our, on my first meeting, which was so, so wow. amazing. And well, so supportive. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And that really brought us from like a small company to like a national, you know, multi million dollar business. And that's when I was like, OK, now I can really hire people and build out a team. And um, that's where I just tried to find the best of the best. And we kept our team very small. We're still under 10 um, full time employees at Sweet Lawrence. And. But we've just built really great processes in place and kept it lean and mean and um, very focused. We just have six SKUs. So our products, um, were are refrigerated cookie dough. Um, our business is focused on retail. So, you know, we sell to supermarkets um, online as well. We ship direct to consumer. Um, and, we, and then we also do food service. So we sell our, our products in bulk to universities or fast casual restaurants or hospitals. And so, you know, our product is, Um, our four skews. We have a chocolate chunk, we have a fudgy brownie, an Mm. oatmeal cranberry, and a sugar cookie. And it's it's place and bake. So when you open the package, there's you know these circular portions cookie dough. So very easy for you to make one or two at a time, even in your oven or toaster oven. You can even eat it raw. So all of our products (laughs) are safe to eat raw, which we know we know at least half of you want to eat it raw. And then we also have jars. We have two jars of chocolate chunk and then a birthday cake, and it's an edible cookie dough. So, this recipe is very similar to our bakeable recipe, but um, it's just extra creamy. It's not meant for baking, it's just really, really meant for, and yes. It it's doesn't... meant for spooning raw because <laughs> we know those people, you know, exist and we want to create a safe product, you know, for you to eat. Um, it... that's isn't filled with chemicals either.
1: Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't quite make it to the, to the oven, you know? Um, when when you, you took some time and you did, you mentioned, um, a, a business plan or, um, you know, a business model, how, how much from that sort of original plan have, has things changed?
0: Um, things, I mean, we've always kept updating the, the business model, but to be honest, it really hasn't changed that much. I mean, if you told me five years ago, Lauren, in five years, you'll still only have really six SKUs, and you'll built this business on, you know, just cookie dough. I, I would laugh, because I would think that we've been so many different categories by now. But sure. actually, staying focused has been the recipe for our success. You know, no pun intended. It's just we've stayed very focused and continually refined the product, and really found our niche. And so, um, it's helped with cost of goods. We've stayed very profitable. I raised money from friends and family um, when we started to get going, but um, that's it. You know, we've we've just really been able to maintain our growth and profitability because we stayed very focused. And so um, now we're thinking of new products. But you know, it's it's really interesting when you know you barely think you've like even scratched the surface on brand awareness and our potential. Um, You know, we're always kind of deciding, you know, how much you know, can, how much more is there to even with cookie dough and staying, you know, even more focused versus kind of diversifying, which is a whole new learning experience.
1: Um, I, I want to ask for, for people I know who who see this in their future somewhere in a fantasy or a dream, but um, two things. One is, uh, we'll talk first about Kroger. So how did the Kroger intro come about and how did you feel like walking out of there and going, uh-oh, I'm now in going to be in 2,000 stores or something?
0: Well, um, yeah, it was, it was so amazing. So, I mean, first of all, um, the first thing is when I first – because Publix was the first national really supermarket that launched us. And so, you know, when I met with Kroger and told them, like, you know, Publix was already moving forward, uh, you know – Of course, their ears perk up because that means, you know, we've already gone through some major (laughs) due diligence, right? Um, But yeah, how I got these meetings is is really crazy. I didn't have a broker yet, Um, definitely not a national broker. And so um, I did have, um, I signed on a broker actually for food service. So to grow our our products, you know, selling them in bulk and the food service broker was based in Cincinnati where... You know, there's a lot of people working for Kroger. And so he shared the samples that I sent him with his neighbor and his neighbor worked for Kroger and actually (laughs) was in charge of buying like private label um, for the dairy department, which Sweet Lauren's really, you know, we're a brand where I've worked very hard on these recipes. You know, we really have a story we want to share with people. So Private label was, you know, is not our goal, but um, they were really interested in our product, and so they asked me to come in and meet with them, and I happily did, and I um, loved actually all the buyers from Kroger were just really smart and helpful and supportive, and loved the story of Sweet Lauren's and really loved the product, and so um, I asked them if they could introduce me to the branded buyer as well, because obviously I wanted to come back and meet with the buyer who could really look at our cookie dough and our brand and our packaging. And um, I just thought that they'd be interested if, you know, Publix was as well. And so then I came back for another meeting and really hit it off with the buyer, you know, He brought it home to his wife. His wife loved it. (sighs) Um, We sent a ton of samples to the whole floor, you know, so everyone could just try it. Because, you know, you can tell a story of Sweet Lawrence. You can talk about how it's delicious cookie dough or how it's, you know, all these different call outs. But honestly, it comes down to taste. And I can't tell, you know, I can't just sell that to you. Once you try it, you will totally get you know, what Sweet Lawrence is. And so I think just honestly being able to like come every meeting I go to, I come with fresh samples where I have baked for hours before the meeting so that, you know, they can really try the product warm and fresh the way that, you know, their consumer will when they buy it off the shelf. And so, um, thankfully they were looking for something to help really grow the category and, um, brought us in,
1: you know, and that's, um, a great, great story. I, I, I had two things I was going to, and did Kroger first, but I wanted to go back to Publix because, and not an inside joke for the audience out there or anything else, but most of us who've been in the business know that Publix is among the hardest places in the world to get into for whatever reason. um, You know, just, I can do Walmart, I can do Albertsons, I can do Kroger and it's like, but how do we do it? So, can you back up a little bit and talk to us about how you got the appointment or got connected with Publix the first time?
0: So I got connected with Publix because I um, became friendly with someone who had done sales for Chobani yogurt and knew the dairy department um, well at Publix, and so she, you know, she knew the buyer who's still there, and um, you know, and she couldn't really help me more than just saying like, "This is the form you fill out." we can send it to the buyer and see if he's interested. (laughs) So I filled out the form, you know, it's very simple. um, Just telling about your products, what your differentiators are. Um, And, you know, the buyer was like, actually, I'm really interested in growing this category. Like, you know, the the refrigerated cookie dough section is quite flat or declining um, because there hasn't really been much innovation. And so, you know, hearing that from the buyer was really helpful because, you know, my, it made my instinct correct. It was like, yeah, like there's a reason why I want a product like this and many other people do too. You know, we're just kind of relying on conventional versions of cookie dough which don't feed like my need or today's customer, I believe. And so hearing that was really helpful. And so that's what made me want to, um, you know, really like give my best to this opportunity. And so the buyer set a meeting and I flew down without a broker. It was just me, you know, bringing samples of cookie dough. And of course I baked a bunch of French, fresh cookies that morning and uh, really hit it off with the buyer. You know, again, the story of Sweet Lawrence, I think um, really shows that we're not just, just a product trying to make it in this market. Like there's a reason for being like, I really created sure. this product yeah. because I personally know that when you want health and wellness and clean ingredients, like you have a sweet tooth, it is hard to find great products out there. And so, um, you know, so I think emotionally that connects it, but I think it's the same thing. Like, you know, he had a lot of people try it on the floor and, and I think the response was overwhelming. So he brought us in and we just Publix, you know, has been such an, an amazing partner, a true partner with us and Kroger as well. And I'm just so grateful because those are the two, um, you know, supermarket chains that really took a chance on us and launched us nationally continue to work with us and believe in what we're doing.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and tough customers both. And, you know, good that, that uh, good that occurred. Um, one aspect we haven't touched on uh, Lauren is so uh, with Kroger, with Publix, when you go into conventional grocery and whatever, there's usually a distribution challenge and a distributor involved. How did they handle that? How'd you handle that?
0: So we've gone direct to both of those customers and we go direct as much as possible, awesome. but I hired a great COO and supply chain manager to really help figure out how we, how us, you know, launching nationally look like where are our warehouses? How do we fulfill orders? How do we, you know, we have a product that has a pretty great shelf life, but it's not a two year shelf life. And, You know, so how do we, and it has to be cold supply chain, kept refrigerated. And so, you know, how to set all of that up and find the best vendors. And then, you know, there's a starting point, but obviously with food or any high volume business, it's all about volume. And so how do we go from, you know, shipping, you know, you know, half a truckload to a full truckload. And um, so these are the things that my team and I have just worked on, you know, for the last couple of years.
1: And it, that's one of the things I think that refrigerated is probably the toughest of, right? Because in sen- center store, dry grocery, you know, things can pr- practically live forever. Uh, in frozen, almost forever. But you've got, you know, you yeah. have so, so many other avenues with frozen than you do with refrigerated. And, and of course, timing, you know, being one of them in terms of both shelf life, but also you just want to have, you know, fresher product available for consumers. And um, so it's I think that's the biggest challenge there is. Maybe seafood is a bigger challenge, but fresh seafood. But, you know, for sure, anything refrigerated is a tough tough call in the market. Um, So is with direct and with getting that kind of feedback, whatever, did you then sit down and go, okay, uh, I want to be national conventional grocery. I want to be Walmart. What... What were you looking forward to and what are you looking forward to at this point
0: so i mean my goal has always been um to reach as many people as possible and really um build a brand that you know it's here to stay um that it's as accessible as possible to as many people as possible which really means just being available at your local supermarket and so for many people that is a walmart for many people that is a kroger or Publix sure. or you know, it's, it's even like your local specialty store that's a couple blocks away because it's just easy for you to get to. And so, you know, I think for us, it's hard to get into every single type of store overnight, especially when you're a refrigerated product like ours. But we, um, you know, always just study what is the best kind of supermarket partner that's best for us and also where's our customer base and what makes the most sense for how to grow. And so, you know, there are times that we said no to certain customers because it's not right for us. And there are times that we, you know, kind of jump in and figure things out. And so, we, you know, we're sold in over 10,000 supermarkets now. And um, we just, you know, our, our, our goal is just to continue to grow the right and smart ways with different, with you know, with the different retailers that are out there. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, in addition to just growing supermarkets, we grow our food service business, and then in addition to both of those, we have you know an online business where we ship weekly direct to customer. And so, um, you know, we're really trying to be available, um, you know, to as many people as possible, and just grow grow a smart way. I mean, not there's certain businesses that launch only online and then they grow into supermarkets. You know, we we believe our product is is you know it's, it's a grab and it's, it's you know Our is sold in the refrigerated dairy section, which is is as you were saying a very um, hard, you know, product to get into and shelf space to own because it's the most highly trafficked part of the supermarket. I mean, this is where milk and eggs and butter, you know, are sold, and so so it's also very high high traffic, you know, foot traffic, and that's where a lot of customers find our product as they're walking by and grabbing their milk for the week or whatever it is. And and so, you know, people with, you know, it's a perishable product. Most people are still buying that in supermarkets versus online, um, you know, because it's part of your weekly shipping, you know, whereas if you're buying dry goods online right. is probably, you know, easy because you can buy it in bulk and it can ship ground. And, you know, it's just kind of set up more for that. So, but as, but online is only going to continue to grow. Because I think consumers want, um, you know, want things at the touch of the button and they want things to be easy. And um, time is precious. If you can save, you know, a trip to the grocery store, um, why wouldn't you? And so, you know, I think we're set up to grow with the market when it's ready and when it can meet us, you know, meet us there.
1: And, and speaking of growth, Lauren, without getting into obviously anything proprietary or whatever else, what's, what's your crystal ball say? What's your, what's your outlook for the future going forward with the company?
0: Well, the outlook is really to make sure that we um, continue to grow, grow brand name, really become a trusted brand name with our first product line being Cookie Dough. Um, And then through a lot of research um, and understanding kind of white space and also what our customers want, figuring out what products are next. I mean, I am like the creative, right? I love the innovation aspect. I have many recipes that are (laughs) ready to go and new products but you know we also want to stay focused and um, create a really solid supply chain and the healthiest margins possible and so we've stayed hyper focused and we are the number one natural cookie dough brand in the u.s now so that is very exciting but you know we haven't reached our you know potential yet so how much farther can we can we grow with that and how much can we grow online and food service and then and then really figure out what the exciting next product is to launch because i mean from my experience it's it's easy in a certain way to launch a new product it's not easy to launch a home run product and it's 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 a pleasure when you launch products that are home runs you know so i'd rather wait and make sure we when we launch the next product line we know it's a home run
1: yeah i i I think one of the things that you know working with sort of better for you brands and clean label brands and whatever is the the potential of food service i think is just so untapped at this point um because the demands from the consumer if the consumer is eating healthy at home and they're checking right reading labels as we always talk about right uh, they're going to do the same thing when they go to the coffee shop um, that's going to extend i think you know beyond that to truck stops it's certainly going to extend to convenience stores um, because that, that that need for that product and the desire for the consumer to have something better is not going to stop at conventional grocery. I don't think so. I think it's a it's a huge opportunity for there.
0: Totally agree, and that's that's why we want to stay on it.
1: And the other aspect I think too, which is interesting, is um, that you have a fun product. You know, great taste, but also cookies are are fun. You know, and it's something that is uh, comforting. Uh, Yeah, you know, you you can, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with it. And I do love the fact that we, we all know that a third of the dough never makes it to the oven and that's just, that's just (laughs) how it goes.
0: Exactly. No, it is. I mean, it's, um, I think that's, that's the cool part that we're, that we're seeing is that, you know, first of all, our product is free of the top 10 allergens. So, um, if you're someone who just wants to eat clean, simple ingredients, high quality taste, you know, we got you, but there are millions of people that have, you know, a true allergy and there's not so many great products or great tasting products out there that are really safe. So so if you or someone in your family, you know, is staying away from nuts or eggs or dairy or gluten or, and they normally have to eat the weird food, all of a sudden it's like everyone has a seat at the table, you know, everyone can enjoy the same product and everyone can like love the same product, and I think that's really cool. And then yeah, we're we're you know we make people happy, so you know we're a fun project for families and their kids. We, you know we're a product that your kids could do on their own, um, decorate cookies, make shapes, make different recipes with our product, um, or we're just you know like the treat that you know you and your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife or grandma or you know mom and dad, whatever it is, like you can share in these kind of treats and these moments and. Listen, when times are tough, like even during a normal week, but especially when times are tough. And, you know, we know that times are tough right now. The economy is hurting. The coronavirus is, you know, happening as we speak. And, and, you know, we are an accessible kind of treat and
1: indulgence to
0: keep people happy, healthy. Um, And that's important because we all need those moments to kind of stay sane.
1: Um, I did want to ask you about amongst the other television stuff you've been doing recently, you had an appearance with Rachel Ray.
0: Yeah, she's awesome. It was so fun.
1: Is she really as cute and bubbly in person or is that just when she goes on She really
0: is. (laughs) No, she really, she's just genuine. Like she's so supportive of female entrepreneurs and just, I think good products in general. And she genuinely like ate Sweet Lauren's, loved Sweet Lauren's, wanted me on, um, loved that it was plant based and, you know, love the story of Sweet Lawrence, And she's just like, I mean, I, I'm amazed that, that ha- people say I have high energy and you know, just watching her, it's like, she has to do this every day and she's in front of a live audience and she has so many guests on each show. And she, she's the kind of person that genuinely gets energy from, you know, other yeah, from people that. and her yeah. own energy. It and doesn't exhaust her. It's like, it's like she's happy and she's just like wants to entertain people and, and so many people love her and look up to her, and so I'm—I yeah, just loved her. It was so grateful. It, her and it, her whole team—they were so professional.
1: She made like a cookie cake or something. What was the dish? She.
0: Yeah. So what we we what we love to do. I mean, of course, you can make just cookies with our cookie dough, but it's also just dough. So you can make so many fun recipes with it. And um, you know, we've done all the hard work of just making the recipe and the dough for you, so now you can have fun with it. And so one of our one of our most popular recipes. Really one of my favorite recipes I make all the time is a brookie, which is basically a brownie cookie okay. mashup. So you can you, take, you can take any two flavors, but like the classic brookie is brownie on the bottom and then chocolate chunk cookie dough on top. And so you can take Lovely. our fudgy brownie and our chocolate chunk cookie doughs, and then all you need is a brownie pan – and then just let the dough kind of soften to room temperature so it's easy to kind of work with. And then you can press the fudgy brownie on the bottom, and you just make a second layer and press the chocolate chunk on top of it. And then literally you could just bake it, just throw it in the oven at 325 for, you know, about 18 minutes or so until <laughs> it, there's kind of just a crust. And then you uh, have this Brookies brownie cookie. But on the show, she had, like, flaky sea salt and walnuts, and we just kind of threw them all on top. and oh, um man. And yeah. then when they came out of the oven and everything, I mean, the whole like production team and, and Rachel Ray was just like eating them up. And they were like, this is so good. And I was just like, you guys are the best. So, yeah, it's, that's also something really fun because it changes the texture. Instead of it just being like a cookie, if it's baked in a brownie pan, it becomes very fudgy um, and kind of moist and gooey. And so all of a sudden it can, it can become, you know, really a new, almost a new product.
1: Wow. It's- I'm hungry now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Um, so, L- Lauren, um, one of the things we do is uh, obviously uh, our audience is mostly fellow entrepreneurs like yourself, um, and we know this business is tough. Um, it's expensive, but we uh, we also we all love it. That's why we're here. Um, would you be able to share like one piece of advice, one word, or one phrase, or a topic that you think is really important? for other entrepreneurs out there?
0: I think there are three things. Um, and there's so many things that I'd love to like just distill down and tell people. But I think number one, like keeping yourself happy and healthy and having balance in your life, I think is the most important recipe for success here because I just know this is, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. You know, if you're going to be uh, in this industry and yes. you want to, you know, really make an impact, these supermarkets meet with you once a year, you know, it's, it's a long cycle, you have to have patience and continue to grow smartly. And that means that you personally just have to maintain a really like being healthy physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, and making sure you like keep family close and friends and eat well and have fun because just without that balance, like you could crash. And I think a lot of people do crash and they, they don't it out because it takes years to build this. So I'd say just really staying happy and healthy and balanced is going to make a good foundation to handle the stress of this and the, the patience to grow it. Two, I think it's all about a team. And so really making sure you hire the best people for you, which means that fit your culture, that have, they're smarter than you, that can really bring, um, you know, something to the table that you don't have so that you know, you're growing and growing and getting bigger and better. So I think a team is so incredibly important. And, um, and with that team, I also really suggest having great mentors or advisors. So people that can support you personally and professionally as the entrepreneur holding, you know, the weight and the stress of everything, it's really important to have people that are, you know, smarter than you around that can help just make sure, you know, they're making sure that your business plan is on check and that you're looking at things that you might not otherwise. Right. Um, and then third, thirdly, you know, I'm just a huge proponent of just adding value to the world. So making sure your product, you know, is making the world better and that it's inspiring and it'll inspire you to keep working hard every day. It'll inspire a team to come around you. It'll inspire you know your fans and your customer base to love your brand, not just your product, and be there for you when times are tough and when they're are great, and um, you know, I think that there's just so much opportunity to make our world more delicious, make it cleaner, make better food. I mean, my dream is walking into a grocery store, and I just like can't wait to buy some of the things on the shelf because there's so many great products and brands. You know, so there's just there's a lot of room for growth and opportunity. I think we're in this, Aye. we're all in this together. There's yep. not it's not competition. There's enough room for all of us to be successful and uh, make this world, you know, more delicious and cleaner
1: totally agree. And that's great advice, Lauren. Really, really appreciate it. And by the way, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And not only today, but for folks in the audience, Lauren and I have tried this three times before, (laughs) <laughs> and due to technical difficulties, at least a couple of times we weren't aware of until it was done, uh, we have our fingers crossed, but I really want to thank you for your patience because you've just been, you know, more than gracious um, with your time and for helping us out here, and I, I appreciate it, and I know our audience will appreciate it as well.
0: Uh, well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to finally get this up and going and to reach more people.
1: No problem. And we'll have you back on the program again sometime after we uh, conquer a little more of that food service area. It'd be fun. Absolutely.
0: That would be awesome.
1: So again, thanks, Lauren. And thanks to all of you for joining us here on the Next Level Brands podcast. Podcast today brought to you by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of courses, workshops, webinars, group, and one-on-one coaching for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you'd like to know more, check out the details at kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com, what you need to know to grow. This is Steve Clear, and look forward to seeing you all next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands podcast with G. Steven Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.